The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Your new or existing home is one of your most important assets, yet too many people rely on sites, shows, and tips from people who are not in the real estate business when making important decisions. It's time to get real and trust a professional. This is Real Real Estate Today with host Deb Tomorrow. In this series, you'll learn about making smart decisions when it comes to buying a home, selling a home, or even staying in the home you're in. Now, here is your host, Realtor Deb Tomorrow. And welcome back. Thanks for tuning in again. If this is the first time you've tuned in, then welcome. We are Real Real Estate Today, and I am your host, Deb Tomorrow. And today's show is brought to you by Robitussin. So bear with me. We are going to get through this. Uh, and I, I, I'm hopeful, I'm optimistic. We're here talking about all things that are real in real estate. We all enjoy HGTV as much as the next person, so we are not here to bash them. Well, maybe a little bit, but all in fun. But HGTV should be used for entertainment purposes only. We are here to tell you what you really need to know about all things real estate. You know, a couple of times a year, uh, every year, I get contacted by people, sometimes past clients or um relatives of past clients or just random people uh, who want to talk about what it's like being a realtor. They're thinking about entering into the field. I'm always happy to do that. And so this show is 10 things you should know about kind of a day in the life of a realtor, but not really a day in the life, but things that, you know, realistic uh, preview of what the job is really like. The things that I always sort of tell people when I meet them and that they sort of their eyes open and go, oh, I didn't realize that. But we're going to get to that, and it's probably going to take us a while to get to that, maybe the second segment, because we always have other good stuff to talk about today. So let me introduce the people in the studio with me. We are here with Karen, who is the best damn lender in the state of Indiana. Hello, everyone. And Karen has a uh, a list of knock-knock jokes, so if I start coughing, thanks to Robitussin not working, then she's going to start telling knock-knock jokes. Oh, I don't have knock-knock jokes. Oh, you don't? No, but when you'd asked me to come prepared with some jokes mm-hmm. possibly I could use my nine-year-old's your mama jokes oh they're your mom I thought yeah. he was telling knock-knock jokes no no okay okay well a colleague of mine Christy she said that her uh, four-year-old son Colin has a lot of knock-knock jokes so we may have to call her in to help too but he makes his up and they don't make sense because four-year-olds don't really get that whole cause and effect <laughs> logic they're puns puns seem to be lost on the four-year-old so anyways so stay tuned for what is sure to be a riveting show uh so karen is here and she is a lender and today we are talking mostly about realtors so she's going to chime in and, and when she acts surprised then i'll know that that's some a topic that i need to go into a little bit more because you know uh, the average people on the street maybe don't know the inner workings of how it works to be a realtor I am also joined in the studio by the best damn associate producer in the world, Rachel. She has the face of an angel, but the mouth of a sailor, and therefore we don't let her on mic. But she is going to be posting on Facebook. If you have messages, she is watching the Twitter accounts and the Facebook accounts. So you can message, uh, send uh, messages of get well, um, mom. 
Karen's taking good care of me. Um, <laughs> my mother, when I was sick over the weekend, we're going to talk more about my sickness because why not? Uh, my mother, did she friend you on Facebook or she just messaged you on Facebook? She did both and okay. I accepted both. She was messaging Eurus on Facebook and she was messaging you on Facebook to make sure that I got to a doctor. So there you go. Um, last week, gosh, Karen, what did we do last week? Uh, the difference between a realtor and a real estate agent, because there is a difference. Somehow. Somehow. <clears throat> we did talk about that Modern Family episode, and we talked about condos. Do you remember that? That was really the, the meat of the... I know. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I was trying to remember what we did last week, and I had a hard time coming up with it, which was pretty sad. Well, I think our, our appearance at the 50 Plus Expo kind of just covered up my entire week after that. That right. was very interesting. So the day after the show, Karen and I did an appearance at an expo here in town in Bloomington, uh, 50 plus expo. So it was for the older set. And boy, I have to tell you, that was fun. It was like, uh, Rachel, I wish you could have been there. It was like trick or treat for the senior set. Like seriously, they shut up with their trick or treat bags hooked onto their walkers and they went to town. They were like, I mean, one of them I saw, she put her hand out to the poor lady from Sam's Club who was at the table next to us. She's like, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> I just want your stuff. <laughs> and I was giving away these really awesome, cool, have you seen my keychains? They're in the box over there. Uh, they're keychains that have little measuring tapes that come out of the chimney. They're super cute. And the guy's like, I can use this when I fish. I was like, exactly. So then I started saying that to everyone who came by. I'm like, you can use it when you fish. And they were all like, that's a good idea. It's a great idea. I'll fish. Great idea. And Karen was giving away these magnetic grocery lists, notepads that you put on your refrigerator. Mm -hmm. Hugely popular. Yardsticks, also very popular. Um, and I'm trying to think. And, and then, candy. Oh, my God. And they, candy. No shame. Handfuls. They would dig in handfuls of candy. Not just one piece. The little kids, there's a couple little kids, and they'd come by and they'd take one sucker. They, These people were like, give me the handfuls. But I will tell you that the expo ran from 3 to 7, and by 4.30 it was done. I would say maybe by five. Maybe by five. But to their to their uh, credit, that was the most organized, uh, ex, you know, exhibitor event I've ever yep. participated in. From the coordination and the everything, dropping off, setting up, yep. it was fantastic. They did a great job with that. But um, we were really there to promote the show as opposed to promoting buying and selling real estate. Certainly, we hope that, you know, some people are like, hey, I need to sell my house or whatever, which is why we were talking about condos. But we were there to promote the show, which was probably not the greatest idea because they were like, internet? Hmm. Um, they seemed a little confused by that. But they all have tape measures with the show information on it. So perhaps they will leave that laying on the kitchen counter. Their grandson will come by and see it, and it'll be all great. So if you want to listen to that past episode last week about condos if you're thinking about buying a condo some great information there of questions you should ask before you make the offer on a condo um, that is all available on my website which is realrealestatetoday.com we're so real we say it twice scroll down a little bit and you'll see a box that says listen to all the archived episodes you can go back to episode one um, you can also go to iTunes and listen to them there as well and download as podcast so I had some other things I wanted to talk about today but then some late breaking news came in um, about 1230 when I was, I sat down for about 10 minutes to just eat something and, and, uh, drink a bunch of honey in an attempt to quell the coughing. And, uh, so I pulled up people.com, you know, people magazine right, website to right. get kind of my latest news. And, uh, did you know that the property brothers are entering the musical world? 
The Property no, Brothers. No, not Jonathan at all. and Drew Scott. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> I sent it to Rachel and I was like, oh my gosh, you see this? And her first reaction was, what level of hell have we entered? Um, so they released a couple of new songs in November and now there's music videos out for them. So that's like the latest and greatest. Did you see them? Did you watch them, Rachel? And are we putting up on Facebook? Are we going to? We are going to put them up on Facebook. I'm thinking that we may even pull a little cut of the song and see if we can get that on audio for the show next week because I I don't know. I did listen to it. I listened to a bit of it. Um, Their one song is called Let the Night Shine In. And what, again, what kind of like music, what's the genre? People Magazine called their song Let the Night Shine In a country anthem. Okay. These are the twins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, like, you know, I wouldn't have pictured them as country mm-hmm. anthem-ish. Country anthem. Not just country music, but it's a country anthem. So, Rachel, mm-hmm. I know you're not on air here, but everyone needs to know that Rachel's grandfather is actually being inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame. That's this month, Ooh. right? October. Oh, in October. Okay, but later this year, he is being inducted into the Country Hall of Fame. That means he's got... I'm trying he's to do this with some, it. He's got a sh- whole lot of street cred. Yeah. So what I need you to do is play this music for him and, and, and see if you can get a little, like, what he thinks of the, have that, um, is that a country anthem? Or do they need to just stick with decorating? Okay. So, and shout out to Rachel's grandfather. Congratulations. All right. And then, so I was getting all excited about that. And then I got some more late breaking news literally 20 minutes before we went on the air. You know what that was? No. I got an email from Zillow. And? Okay. If you've listened to my shows, you know my feelings about Zillow. I get a random email from Zillow 20 minutes ago that says, "Um, we've just lowered the Zestimate on your house. So if you listen back a few episodes, we'll have to figure out what episode that was. And I went on a bit of a rant about Zillow. And I talked about how you can claim your own property, your own home on Zillow. They thought my house was a one-bedroom, two-bath. Right. It's actually five bedrooms. So I went in and made a bunch of adjustments and, cr- and put in accurate information. And then they decided to still lower the value of my house, which is about $100,000 below what uh, I think fair market value is. So I just get this random email today, 20 minutes ago. They must have known I was going on the air. And I'm... I'm on some steroids because of some lung issues that I'm having. So I'm a little roid raged up. I have a little steroid rage. So, yeah, they're like, let's just play into that. They lowered it $10,000. I mean, we did cut the lawn last night. It looks good. I wonder if you can ask if you could just be removed off of their site. I mean, I could oh, take the house off completely. Yeah, just take the house off. That's an interesting concept. Hmm, making a note here. Okay, we'll look into that and tell you next week because, I don't know. That, like, there's nothing. There's nothing in the market. Our market is continuing to be strong. I'm sorry. I'm going to go on and on about that, and probably nobody really cares. So um, let's just move on, shall we? Deep breath. Um, I have, you know, usually when I go into a show, I have weeks of the show topics scheduled out. I have a list. Um, but invariably, invariably, every week, something happens during the course. And it's usually just a few days before the show. And we uh, record live on Tuesdays. So just a few days before when I do the show, something uh, happens in real estate. And I go, gosh, you know, that'd be a great show topic. And I'm passionate about it right now because I'm fired up about it or, you know, or whatever it is. Um, and that just throws poor Rachel here into a tizzy because I'm always super late getting her any of the information about show promos um, and at the very last minute. So for that, I apologize. But that is kind of what happened uh, to this week's show. So I'm going to try and 
tell this story really quickly. <laughs> so day in the life of a realtor, Friday afternoon, I was showing houses. I start sneezing like crazy. And that's like, oh, darn allergies. It's May in Indiana, not to be expected, not unusual. And so I spent the afternoon showing houses. And at the same time, I was just trying to assure my clients I wasn't stoned. Um, but they could tell I had one poor uh, client. And she was like, let me just give you a hug. It was so sweet. <laughs> Anyways, by the time I got home, I'm feeling really, really crappy. And the next morning I wake up and it's even worse. And my lungs are like crackling and rattling and they sound like a dog's squeaky toy to the point where I can't even sleep because they're so noisy. Um, And, you know, I was lucky that I didn't have any schedule appointments for Saturday, but I did have a bunch of projects I was intending on working on. Looming ahead of me, however, was a Sunday open house. And that's what was stressing me out and keeping me from really being able to sort of just calm down and and try and get better because those open houses are advertised in the paper and the paper's already out. So there's no way that I can kind of... uh, change it. Um, So in addition to feeling worse and worse, I'm now panicked about not being well enough to do an open house. And you see, as a realtor, I'm, I'm a lone wolf. I'm a I'm an independent conscience. You're your own wolf pack. I'm, I'm my own wolf pack. I'm a wolf pack of one. We're the, the one best friend that anyone could ever have. Um, you're an independent contractor. I can't call in sick to work. Um, and so by Saturday afternoon, my mother's messaging Karen on Facebook and messaging my significant other on Facebook trying to get me to a doctor because she's in Texas and I'm hysterical and stressed out and I'm writing my last will and testament because I'm pretty sure this is the end for me um and I finally found a realtor who was willing to cover my open house for me so big shout out to Megan I really appreciate that that she did that for me um and I'll tell the rest of the story here uh when we come back from break so this is going to be uh what is it a cliffhanger (laughs) because it just gets better from here people i swear so we're going to go to break we'll be back in just a couple minutes the internet's number one talk station number one talk station voiceamerica.com are you interested in buying or selling a home not sure what the next step is deb can help Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. You've heard of good things coming in packages. Well, maybe there's a little more to that saying. But when you think about it, packaging is one of the most important things that can represent your business. Tune into Ditch the Box with host David Marinak. Each week, we'll discuss flexible packaging, marketing, sales, and how it all comes together in one container. Lower costs, increased margins. Listen to the show. It might just save you a ton. Ditch the Box is heard live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. That's Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. 
Oh, thanks for coming back. We were just taking a break to say a little uh, prayer of thanks that we made it through the first segment without the coughing. And also thank you to all the concerned text messages that we're getting from Karen's mother-in-law and various people about my health. We'll be all right. I'm going to continue my cliffhanging story of being sick as all get out on a Saturday night. So Sunday morning, I get the energy to get in my car and I'm going to go to the urgent care clinic. Opens at 8 a.m. So I think, okay, I'm going to be there at 7.53. I'm not waiting in any waiting room. I'm going to be the first one in the door. So I'm in the parking lot. Some lady pulls up next to me at 7.58 and I shoot her this look out of the side of mine. I was like, oh, hell no. (laughs) So I get out of my car, run up to the front door. I, I did manage to put some mascara and some tinted moisturizer on. That was about as far as I could go. And I did have like real pants on. Like I can't go out in public and yoga pants or anything. So... I walk in, there's two girls at the front desk. And so you kind of wait for which one who's going to kind of acknowledge you to know which one you go to. And so I went to the one that said hello to me and I walk over and I think, oh, crap, it's a past client. (laughs) Okay, day in the life of a realtor. This is what it's like. You cannot go out in public without running into people that you have met. So I walk up there with my sunglasses on. I slink into the chair and just kind of slouch there and I go, hey, I know you. (laughs) And she looks at me like, I, I don't know. I, who are you? I don't know. And I'm like, I'm your realtor. And she's like, you have sunglasses on. I'm like, I'm really sick. If you would have had the sunglasses on your head. On the top of my head, because that's usually where they are. Yep. So then she's you know, taking my information. And then I feel like as much as I'm like ready to you know come to terms with my maker at that point in time, the realtor part of me can't let go. And so I have to say, how's the house? They bought a house a couple years ago. And so she, you know, have you made any changes to it? You know, so I'm starting to have to do that small talk in between my like inability to take in any oxygen. And, oh, and then she had a baby a few months ago. So then we had to look at baby, oh, and a puppy. So we had to look at baby and puppy pictures as I'm like just wanting to die basically. So um, the point of the story is I did get better. I had some breathing treatments, which I'd never had to do in my life. It was all very crazy. And then the doctor was seemed very reluctant to put me on steroids. I don't know if you could tell I was already on the edge. And he had a long conversation with me about the things and the aggressions that steroids can cause. I said, no, no, I'll be fine. So I think I'm okay. I'm a little flushed. I noticed that. Um, I think you appear okay. You sound okay. Okay. Well, um, anyways, this show is being brought to you, as I said, by Robitussin. I will not be responsible for anything that I say. Um, I will not be responsible for anything that comes out on the steroid roid rage. Although I do encourage you to listen to our past episode about real estate road rage. Not to be confused with real estate roid rage. Say that ten times really fast. Um... All right, so the point of this story is that as much as I love being a realtor, there are times when it's tough, and it's not what I thought it was going to be. And this was one of those weekends. If I can't work, I can't make money. You can't just be like, I'm sick, and I'm just going to not think about anything because it's a different story when you're self-employed. You know, I feel like I let people down. I feel like I let my sellers down because I couldn't be at their open house. I had to send someone else to be at their open house. No one told me those things when I started. You know, when I was started, I called a realtor who was helping me buy a house at the time and, you know, had a little conversation, said, yeah, I'm thinking about going into real estate. And she said, oh, honey, you're too smart for real estate. And yeah. Yeah, what's that mean? I don't know. That's what she said. And I just kind of went, okay, well, there you go. So 
we're going to talk today about 10 things, as I've already blown through half the show, uh, 10 things uh, that you need to think about or you need to understand. Um, and they're not meant to be negative. They're meant to be realistic. Um, and I will say that I love my job wholeheartedly uh, because of these things and in spite of these things. So I wanted to start with um, an article I think Rachel will probably put this up because I sent it over to her. An open letter to anyone considering becoming a real estate agent. And it's by an agent out of the greater Detroit area named Sarah, Sarah, I don't know how to say this, DeHaunt. And uh, it says in her bio that she is an entrepreneur, an aspiring writer, and a lover of cheap wine. I kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. So we have no problem with her. So she's uh, got some interesting things. I'm going to read just a little bit of it. Are you interested in making real estate your new career? Newsflash, people. It's not easy. It's not rocket science either, but like any profession, you either have what it takes or you don't. I wouldn't have the slightest clue on how to be an electrician, a gynecologist, or a fast food worker, but I know real estate. And I also know that every job requires training or experience, a certain work ethic, and the right expectations going in. But you see, there's a misconception that being a realtor is a glamorous job. It's like Eurus always says, I watch million dollar listings, so I know what you do on a daily basis. It's not like that. Um, That all you have to do is stick a for sale sign in the ground and watch the money roll in. Sure, it can be fun and you can make awesome money at times. But every deal is different and many, this is important, many will suck your time away and make you no money. Every realtor out there will attest to this. So you have to take the good with the bad, like all things in life. Um, And so then what she's gone on to do is, I'm just going to do this next part here. She says, for starters, ask yourself these questions. So there's five questions that she says. This is the first step if you're thinking about wanting to be a realtor. Number one, am I able and willing to work seven days a week and be available all hours of the day? Because that's true. Number two, am I self-motivated and organized enough to be self-employed? That was one of my biggest fears when I became self-employed. I thought, am I going to just want to watch Ellen all day? Am I really going to, you know, if no one's there telling me I have to be someplace at a certain time? Luckily, that wasn't, turned out that wasn't so much of an issue for me. Number three, can I afford to work my ass off and not get a paycheck for a month or two months? That happens. Am I able to multitask and juggle numerous clients at once and at the same time not allow my career to consume my life and drive me batch crazy? I don't do good with that one. I do good with the multitasking and juggling numerous clients but not allowing my career to consume my life. I don't do good with that one. And do I like people or at the very least, can I act like I like people? So I think those are some great questions um, that I'd encourage anyone who wants to think about real estate to consider and we're going to talk about kind of those principles in a little bit more detail so here is the uh, top 10 list of or top 10 list of things you should know about being being a realtor Uh, listen up and then you can decide if you want to continue fantasizing about the wonderful world uh, career of real estate so number one real estate is about people not houses when i ask people why they're interested in real estate karen what what answers do you think i get have you ever run across anybody who's like, oh, I think I'd like to be in real estate? I, well, I think when I do run across people like that, I do think it's because they think it is easy and the commission that they could potentially make on one deal is a lot, sure. you know, 
better than working 40 hours a week at some job. Right. So they think there's an immense amount of freedom and I, I don't have to work very much, right? Um, that same article, we may go over that a little bit later, but that same article, um, the open letter, it goes over some math that's very enlightening. But, um, you know, when I ask people why they're interested in real estate, one of the answers I get is that they like touring homes. They like love going through people's homes. They love decorating homes. I get that one a lot. Um, They like envisioning, you know, what the home can be and fluffing pillows and staging and things like that, which is all very important skills in this world. But I have to tell you, they're not skills that I have. If I go into a house, I paint every wall white because I don't, that's, that's fine. And if I lived in a house that had a beanbag chair and nothing else, I'd probably be okay with that. Like, I just, that's not my thing. Um, my home hasn't, <clears throat> sorry, my home hasn't had a single wall painted in like 10 years. Um, and I don't watch that uh, binge watch any, you know, Fixer Upper, Chuck and Joanna. They're nice people. You should they'd, totally binge watch it. <clears throat> they'd be nicer if they like, you know, followed me on Instagram or something. But I am a good listener and I do think I'm a good business person. So let's go back to those five questions that we just went over. Did any of those talk about if you like HGTV or home decorating? Mm-hmm. Nope, not at all. Nope, not at all. So I think that's really like the number one thing that you need to realize is that it's a business. Um, and, you know, at this point, I've been in real estate for 10 years. I feel like I can almost sell anything because I just sort of have the process down in terms of, you know, meeting people and networking and listening to them and finding out what they want and trying to make that matchmaker. One of the things I loved when I was getting my real estate license is we talked about the meaning of the word broker and brokers really kind of being a matchmaker. You're finding two people and you're putting them together to help everybody kind of, I know Karen's looking at me like, oh, puppy dog eyes. That's very sweet. A little tear rolling down her cheek. But you know, that's really what brokering is, is putting two people together to kind of help achieve common goals. Um, and so that's really what, what it's about. It, and it is a sales job. And, you know, it's funny because I always said my nightmare job would be in sales. There's no way I would ever have a sales job. I said that because I came from the corporate world. Um, so that is number one. Real estate is about people, not about houses. Uh, let's talk about... Um, I mentioned briefly that I came from a corporate world. And one of the things that really smacked me in the face when I started, I started at a different brokerage. I'm in a Remax office now. I love the concept. Um, but I was at a different brokerage, got some great training there. But I walked in the door and nobody really ever explained to me. I guess I sort of had to figure it out on my own. And maybe it should have been obvious. But these people that I'm working with are my competitors. Like in the next desk over, they're my competitors. We're working against each other. And yet we're working together. It was a very odd concept because I couldn't quite grasp the fact that we were all constantly reinventing the wheel on how we marketed ourselves and new ideas and new technology. We'd find some really cool new app or whatever. Well, this is before apps existed because I'm that old. But, you know, we'd find something really cool and new. But you're not going to tell anybody about it because that's a competitive advantage, except that these people are your coworkers, you know, and some of my best friends, in today's world are realtors, but I can't tell them everything. That's why I have Karen because she's a lender so I can tell her everything because you never know, you know, if you're complaining about a deal, that other realtor might have a buyer who's interested and could use that information against you and your clients always have to become number one. It's such a weird, odd relationship um, that just really has always struck me and and, um, I would always say, well, let's get together and maybe we can all join forces and do some really cool advertising. Oh, no, 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 we can't do that. 
And I see the same realtors doing the same work at the same time, reinventing the same damn wheel. It drives me crazy. I think there's solutions, but I think the real estate world has to continue to progress a little bit further. It's the same in the lending world, too, because even though, you know, we have an office of loan originators, um, we are still our own uh, independent, you know, business person. And we are looking for the next big thing, the next inventive thing or innovative thing to really draw the clientele in. And sometimes you do want to keep that close to the chest. Yep. All right, let's throw it to another break. We've gone through two of our 10. Can we make it through 10? We made it through 10 last week. We can make it through seven. Okay. At least. Thank you for keeping expectations reasonable this week, Karen. We will go to break and be back in just a few minutes. Streaming live. The leader in internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. What if there was a radio show that could demonstrate how we can cut your taxes in half without diminishing needed government services? One that could explain how to create tens of millions of jobs at no cost to taxpayers, as well as fantastic yet easily affordable health care. Side effects include cutting crime rates nationwide, providing better education for our children, international peace and harmony, and protecting your private personal data from government intrusion. Tune in to Libertarians Working for you with Arvind Vora weekdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast all the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. That's Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. Thanks for coming back. Today we are talking about top 10 things you should know about being a realtor. This is for those of you who watch HGTV and fantasize about the wonderful career of real estate. Uh, be sure to follow me on Facebook and uh, Instagram. I think I'm up to 59 Instagram followers thanks to Karen's sister, Kathy. So shout out to Kathy on that. Um, still trying to catch up to Taylor Swift's 17.6 billion followers. I didn't even think there was that many people like in the world. So whatever. We're working on it. Follow me. All right, let's talk money because that's one of the biggest, I think, confusions, um, misconceptions. Um, and so without being too gauche, because I was raised to not talk about money, which is fair. Um, you know, the first thing I always tell, tell people that sort of shocks them, especially I think younger people, is it's a straight commission job. There is no um, retainer. There is no you know base salary, nothing. It is a straight commission job. If you don't sell a house, you do not make any money, 
zero money. Simple as that. No work, no pay. Um, The rule of thumb is that when you start in real estate, you should expect to go about six months without pay. Um, I started in April. My first check was in July. I'm a little bit of an overachiever, but that was a long time. I mean, it was the entire month of April, May, June. That was about four months. Um, And they expect to go for long stretches of time with no checks coming in. I mean, that's even the case, you know, 10 years in when I do, you know, pretty good business. There are slow months or slow times of year um, and and you're not going to make any money during those time periods. Um, To make it worse, you know, a lot of people, there's a lot of articles out there on the Internet that, um, you know, will say, well, maybe you need to just keep working your full-time job while you're starting your real estate so that you have income. Um, And I'm going to tell you that if you think that's how you're going to do it while you're trying to get a foothold in the business, you're going to be in for a much rougher road. Um, And I think Karen can probably attest to this. What do clients want today? They want answers today. They want you to respond like literally within minutes from receiving a text, an email, a phone call. Um, And I think a lot of that goes back to the realtor as well as the lender that if we've set that standard with them that we're going to give prompt responsive service that they do feel like they're our only client and they're typically not. I'm not not just working with one person every 45 days. Right. It's... You're juggling, you know, 20 clients at once. Yeah, yeah. But you're exactly right. And so success from a realtor comes, you know, I always say you can be successful if you just answer the phone, honestly, and return phone calls and, you know, and just be really quick. Be the first one there. I mean, sometimes that's just half the battle. Be the first one there. Um, So it's hard to work a full-time job and then do that as well. That being said, you can make a good income in real estate. Um, You know, I've had years where my income has doubled from the previous year. Um, And I've had some times where I've had some financial goals. Um, You know, I buy rental properties and it's like, ah, you know, I really want to acquire something else this year. I just need to work a little harder. And I do, um, you know, give up a little bit more personal life or whatever. And I can meet those financial goals. And, And I found that that's freedom. And that's very empowering to me to have that ability to do it coming from the corporate world when you were just kind of like stuck with my salary is my salary. So Uh, There's another article I think Rachel will probably put up that's got some good pros and cons about being a real estate agent. Um, And so they were talking about in this article from uh, Brightwood College. I don't know where that is, but um, I think it's a, I don't know what it is. But I think you put that up, right? Um, And so they do some pros and cons on making a good income. And so one of the pros is that you're not limited by an hourly rage or wage or rage. See, Floyd rage, it's coming through. Stand back. Oh, my gosh. Uh, halfway through the show. We can do this, Deb. Um, you're, or a corporate dictated salary schedule or anything like that. You're not stuck with 3% increases every year, cost of living adjustments. Uh, you know, your, your income is dictated by the time that you invest, and I think that's awesome. Um, however, you know, there is going to be cash flow direction going out as well. Um, and that's something to consider as well. And we're going to talk about a little bit more of that here as we continue on. So um, now number three, actually it's number four because I, oh, I changed the order on things. Why am I confusing myself? Number four, you are an independent contractor. So you don't actually, you work for, you're affiliated with a brokerage. So I'm affiliated with Remax, but I'm an independent contractor. So I don't get a W-2, I get a 1099. What does a 1099 mean, Karen? Self-employment. Uh-huh. I mean, as far as a lender, when someone says, oh, I'm not self-employed, but here are my 1099s. Right. 
So who pays your taxes when you're a 1099 employee? You pay your own taxes. I pay my own taxes. How many realtors pay their own taxes? <laughs> Probably not. No. Uh, that's a hard thing. You, you have to pay your own taxes. I have no health insurance. I mean, I have to buy that on my own. I have no retirement plan. I have no pension. I have no 401k. I have no life insurance. I have no vacation days. I have no sick days. Um, I have to pay my own office expenses, my own advertising. I have to pay my own taxes. Um, I actually, I'm, a, I'm incorporated. It's just how I choose to set up my business. Not all realtors do that. So I am my own corporation, Deb Tomorrow, Inc. I'm like a Kardashian. <laughs> Be impressed. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I actually have to pay unemployment tax on myself. I didn't know that. I do. Because I'm an employee of my corporation. Oh, so if you were unemployed, you could draw unemployment from yourself? If I fired myself. Okay. But I'm pretty sure I've had that conversation with myself. We've talked about it. You and yourself have yeah. talked about mm-hmm. it? Okay. We've done some performance reviews. And, um, you know, I've come close a few times. I've been put on probation. But... <laughs> Karen's like, get off the air now. Um, Yeah, that's kind of crazy. It's a little frustrating, but it's the way that my corporation is set up that I pay myself and I'm an employee. Um, So brokerages are set up in a couple of different ways. So uh, the brokerage that I started at was what I would call a split brokerage, where you go in and you give them, you know, a big chunk of your commission, usually about half of every commission that you make goes to your brokerage, but then they kind of cover most of your fees. They cover your office rent and give you furniture and um, they don't typically give you computers, but you know, you get your copies for free and they'll give you open house signs and for sale signs and even business cards. My first brokerage even gave us one free headshot, you know, Mm -hmm. so they would pay for all of that stuff. And so if you didn't sell, then you didn't have any, a lot of -of out-of-pocket expenses. You still had some licensing fees and things like that. But as, as, as time goes on and realtors get more successful, they tend to then progress to what I call a 100% uh, brokerage setup, which means I pay, I have an office in the REMAX building, but I pay rent for that office. So this is like my little storefront right here. And I pay the rent, um, which, you know, includes my share of utilities. Um, and it includes a certain number of like copies and, you know, benefits and um, use of the microwave, use of the ice for butterscotch schnapps, you know, things like that, important things like that. But, um, but I still pay for all my own advertising. I pay for all my own signs and my business cards and my websites and everything is, is out of pocket. Um, so that I think is a really important thing to understand too, is that if you're not selling, you're still going to have those expenses and you need to consider that because it is, a, you know, a pretty big chunk. There was in that same article um, with the the chick who loves cheap wine. We're just going to call it that article. <laughs> a really good uh, breakdown, and I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but basically she was giving an example of how if you sell a home for $200,000 and you make $6,000 commission off of that, at the end of the day, after you take out all of your expenses and everything, you're probably down to about $14 an hour. Now who wants to be a realtor? Me, 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 me. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... <laughs> That's, you know, a little bit over the top. And some of that is you have to learn efficiencies and build efficiencies into your business. But it certainly isn't, um, it's, I guess, quick and dirty and, and easy and uh, quick, cut and dry. That's that's the analogy I was Easy money. Is it's easy not money. easy money. Right. For sure. Because they were talking about, you know, the number of hours that are involved and all that. Um, and then I had one more article, too. 
I guess we already talked about the making good income movement. Uh, oh, this is talking about the independent contractor. Oh, yeah, you know, this is the other thing, and I'm going to talk about this a couple of times, is that as an independent contractor, the great thing is you control your own business. You make the decisions. Uh, I love that. I love that especially about the Remax concept. Um, I sound raw, raw Remax today, but they stay out of my business. They stay out of my way. They let me do my thing. I'm going to do a radio show. They don't, you know, they're like, great, go for it. Um, another brokerage I worked at, they were kind of like, oh, I don't know if that's a great idea. And then I would get sort of like, oh, maybe I'm a newer realtor. Maybe I don't know what I'm doing. And Remax doesn't care. They're like, go for it. So, um, you know, typically if you've got a good attitude and a solid work ethic, you're making good decisions, having that freedom to build your business how you want to build your business, it's awesome. Um, and no one can fire you, um, usually. I can fire myself some days. But the, you know, the negative or the con is that you're an independent contractor and you're on your own to learn that. There is really no, you take a real estate license class, that's talking about the laws. You're not being taught how to build your business. You're not being taught how to um, pick up new clients, how to develop your networks and your spheres of influence, how to negotiate. I mean, these are things that you're just really, there's not one smooth path to learn that skill. And it's not like going into any job where you work alongside a trainer. You know, my background is training. I worked in the restaurant business for a while and in college and grad school and worked as a trainer. And I would you know, train a server at Applebee's and they'd work alongside me and I would teach them what to say and I would teach them how to do it and I would teach them how to upsell. You don't have that in real estate. You do have it. It is possible. Um, and so one of the reasons I'm doing this show uh, this week is because I have been mentoring new realtors for the past couple of years and it's something I've really enjoyed doing. And it's kind of interesting because I am training my competitors, eventually, these are people that I go up and, you know, uh, multiple offers um, against and that sort of thing. But it's okay, because our market needs good realtors. And so um, highly recommend if you're thinking about getting into the business to maybe see if you can find a mentor. That's a service that I offer as well. Um, because that's really how you're going to figure out that path. Because figuring it out on your own, as I can attest to, takes 10 years. Because that's kind of where I am now. So um, I wrote a note on here that says, you're not the boss of me. <laughs> that's what that one means. Number four, I'm an independent contractor. You're not the boss of me. Which means we can also be kind of mean to our broker sometimes and they can't fire us. So yeah, I love it. Um, you need to think of yourself not just as a realtor, but as a real estate business. So that's kind of what we were going along um, and talking about. Um and so think about, again, I, I'm going to repeat myself a little bit, but these startup costs, um, you know, setting up a website, um, setting up uh, your, we call it drip marketing, which always sounds like a venereal disease. I can't believe I just said that on air, but drip marketing, <laughs> Rachel's like, oh my gosh, um, you know, postcards and letters and getting the word out that you're a realtor and doing some advertising, however you choose to do that. These are all things that cost money. And, you know, Karen, have you, can you think of a business that could be started that doesn't cost you any money? I have no idea because no. we do the same thing in ours. We have drip marketing campaigns as well. <laughs> Why do they call it? We got to come up with a better name. I think it's because you just want to touch your mm -hmm. database here and there. That sounds so, vulgar too. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but you want to keep your name and your business name, you know, in front of those people, whether it's through email, postcards, newsletters. So drip, 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 drip. drip. Yeah. 
being annoying like that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, even if you wanted to sell Mary Kay or any of these, you know, home-based selling, you know, opportunities that a lot of people do, there's startup costs involved. You have to buy a kit, as I understand it, you know, of a certain mm-hmm. amount of product, whatever. So there really is no business on the face of the earth um, that doesn't involve money out of pocket. So I want to be really clear on that too. And so if you're not expecting to have income for six months and you have to have money set aside, that makes it really, really hard. Um, and it's why a lot of people end up not making it because they get in and they end up having to go work another job. I've seen realtors, you know, you walk into Kohl's late at night and they're doing inventory or I walked in an AT&T store once and I was like, aren't you a realtor? Hmm. You know, and because you got to do what you got to do to make ends meet. So it certainly takes some planning, um, you know, budgeting enough money to be to start a website, to start your online strategy, um, you know. And then there's just a lot of knocking on doors and picking up the phone kind of thing as well. So let's go to our final break. Gosh, we're halfway through. I don't think we're going to make it, but we're going to try. So stick with us. We'll be right back. Your new or existing home is one of your most important assets. Yet too many people rely on sites, shows, and tips from people who are not in the real estate business when making important decisions. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. Do the adventures of Indiana Jones leave you curious about this exotic and unusual profession? If so, don't miss Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology with Dr. Joseph Schuldenrein. You'll learn about forensics, ancient civilizations, and human origins. Listen to Dr. Schuldenrein and colleagues discuss their excavations and related archaeological topics, ranging from the unique to the sublime, and yes, even the mundane. Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology, live Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Variety. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at RealRealEstateToday.com That's Deb at RealRealEstateToday.com Now, back to this week's program. 
And we are back for our final segment talking about 10 things you should know if you are interested in being a realtor. A little bit realistic job preview is what we used to call it when I was in the HR biz. Um, So we are halfway through and have one more segment to go. So pretty sure we're not going to make it. But hey, we'll do the best we can. So let's talk about schedules because this is one I run into a lot. I had a past client. She lives in Ohio now, but she had texted me a couple weeks ago really excited because she's getting a real estate license. She has twin girls that are probably four. And, uh, and I see this a lot with moms whose kids are starting to get into school and they have great connections and can be awesome realtors. Um, but they don't necessarily have a realistic idea of the scheduling issues. Um, one of the things that's important to understand is as a realtor, you tend to work when other people don't because that's when they're able to look at houses in the evenings and on the weekends. And so that can make family time very difficult. I have puppies. I don't have kids. I have a very, very understanding significant other who also works incredibly hard. Um, and so I'm able to make it work. But, you know, I remember a couple of years ago, I had a, a, a friend who's an excellent realtor. She's one of the best in town. Her name's Kate. And uh, she uh, has is a single mom with three little boys. And I was in awe. And I actually said, can we talk? I just want to know how you do it. I just felt like I was getting ready to some mentor some new realtors, and I thought there's something I can learn from her. And you know, and she was kind of telling me how hard she had worked to set up systems and backup plans, and um, you know, emergency plans. And sometimes her kids go along, and you know, but she is very upfront with her clients about her time and and what she's able to do. I know as when I'm working the other side of a deal with her, if I send her an email, I'm probably going to get a response at 11 o'clock at night because that's when she does a lot of that is after the kids are in bed. Um, but it's not, um, you know, it's not, your time is not, uh, as open and free as you think it might be. Um, I mean, Karen knows. I know it's certain lenders. It's the same as well because, um, most of us are commission only. Um, I had a, I had an agent one time, uh, try to send a client at like a Sunday evening, let's say eight or nine o'clock. And I didn't respond. I mean, there's a certain point where I have to shut the work phone off. And I got an email the next day that said, sorry, they had to go with someone else because I wasn't responsive. And honestly, in the back of my head, I was like, I don't want to work with clients who are going to want to communicate at 10 o'clock or whatever on a Sunday. But I was also thinking, well, what other lender was working on a Sunday night? Because I don't know anyone more responsive than you, to be honest. But I have the same thing. If someone's texting me at 11 o'clock at night. I don't know if that's the right client for me because that may be a little rough. But but I will tell you, so on the positive side of this, to put a positive spin on the scheduling issue and how challenging and all time-consuming it can be, there was one time I took a nap on a Tuesday afternoon, and that was a pretty good day. I was going to say, I've done that once where I was like, I don't have anything today. I need to just take a, a little bit of time for myself. Yeah. And I went home early, and before my youngest got home from school, it's like, I'm going to sleep for 30 minutes. Right. And it was pretty awesome to be able to do that. It was. I also took a nap on the floor underneath my desk once in my last <laughs> office. Yeah, everyone's like, why is Deb's car in the parking lot? We can't find her. Because I had the door closed and I was like, yeah, it was like that Seinfeld episode. I was under, I positioned myself just so under my desk that no one can see me. But, you know, I could do that. Couldn't do that at my corporate job. They would have caught me on that. But so speaking of time, then kind of going along with that, one of the great things about real estate is that you can take a lot of time off if you want to do that. Um, You know, in a typical year, we try to take four vacations or so. I always rationalize it like this. If I take, say, 30 days of vacation over the course of a year, 
Well, how many weekends are there in New Year? 52, two days on the weekend, that's 104. So I still have 60 more days coming to me because I don't take weekends. Right. Um, but I have that freedom to do things like that and, you know, not worry about trying to balance oh, vacation time and days off and that sort of thing. But taking vacations can also be very challenging because you are typically still a little bit tethered. Um, we love cruises. If you ever want to talk about cruises, you know, I love to talk about cruises. Um, I won't answer any questions about cruising that you like, but it's challenging because when you're in the middle of the ocean, you don't have great connectivity. Um, and so we've had to definitely find ways to work around that just to, you know, I've negotiated deals, um, you know, in the middle of a cruise and, you know, you just have to sort of stay connected. And luckily technology allows you to do that, but you never truly can disconnect. You have to, if to truly disconnect, you'd have to find someone to cover your business for you completely, which is challenging because Remember, real estate is about what? People, not houses, not people. Houses. And so you have relationships with those people. And it's very hard to pass those relationships off and sort of entrust someone else who probably is a very capable realtor to cover for you, but they don't have the relationships in place. Um, and I've had some instances where I have a realtor who I, I think I trust and they're covering for me while I'm out of town. And next thing you know, they've stolen your client. You know, it happens. Um, I have some great people right now who help me out and we try to scratch each other's back because we all know that we need that time off. But it is hard. Um, and so that's something I think people definitely need to consider. Um, as a new agent, there are going to be things that you don't want to do, but that you need to do. Um, one of the things you'll see if you're reading articles on the Internet about becoming a realtor is, does your broker offer phone time or floor time is what they call it. My first brokerage where I started, have you heard of what? No, you know, I don't even is? know what that is. So uh, I, my first brokerage that I started at was a split brokerage. So it means that, you know, I just paid a huge chunk of my commission to them and they kind of covered everything. But you were required to take floor time, which means if people were just calling in randomly about listings, oh. that you would take that phone call. Painful as all get out. I mean, it's awkward. It You know, you'd sit there for two hours waiting for the phone to ring. And then you got to like try and figure out what there is. If there's this blue house. I had a call today. Somebody was calling about, you know, that underground house that's off of that highway. I was like, I don't know. But what's funny is because I have two underground houses listed for sale, but whatever. Um, so, you know, but I have picked up some of my first listings in that way. Um, so it is a way to do that. So that's what phone time means. It's not fun necessarily, but it can be a lucrative way to build your business as you're getting started. Same thing with open houses. I personally love open houses, except when I can't breathe and my lungs sound like a dog squeaky toy. But I typically love open houses, but a lot of realtors don't care for them. Cold calls. Oh, I don't really do cold calls anymore, ever. But I did in the beginning because I had to do something, you know, and you have to kind of build your business. That's and, how I met you. I yeah, did, I did a cold call to an open house. Yeah, um, and I think doing things like that makes you even more grateful so that when the warm referrals are coming, you're like, oh, okay, I don't have to do cold calls anymore because I've built this relationship. So, you know, be authentic. Um, that's really the key to that. Um, and my kind of number one motto is that success is just outside my comfort zone. So whenever I feel like I need to kind of push myself a little bit more um, in terms of building my business, I go back to those things that I don't really want to do that I'm not super comfortable doing and I force myself to do them. That reminds me of a great quote from uh, Brene Brown who says, you can choose comfort or you can choose courage. Hmm. And how do you want to be remembered? Probably courage. Courage. All right, we're going to make it to nine. So let's do this one. 
I have this uh, Cody Zeller analogy. Uh, Indiana basketball, Cody Zeller is a good player, not one of my favorite players, but for whatever reason, in my analogy mind, Cody Zeller is the one that's doing it. And it said he runs down the court, fast break, slams dunk, or slam dunks, but then the ball pops back out and he doesn't get the point. What does he do? Because the crowd's booing and hissing and, you know, making all those horrible noises. He turns around, he runs back to the end of the court, throws his arms up and starts defending the basket. Right? He doesn't let it get him down. Real estate is the same way. You are going to be disappointed. You're going to need to have a thick skin. If you're super sensitive, it's going to be tough. Every Monday morning, the property transfers show up in our local newspaper, and I look at them. And every week, I see someone who I had talked to at some point in time, and I didn't get the listing or I didn't get them as a buyer. And I could let that get that down. I could let that get me down. Or I could just run back to the other end of the court, throw my arms up, and start defending the basket again. So really, really important as we wrap up here, you need to have a thick skin. Um, it's not easy. It's a roller coaster. When it's going up, it's awesome. Uh, when it's going down, you just remind yourself that there's an up coming, uh, coming up next. Thank you so much for sticking with us today. Um, there are a lot of good articles out on the internet about real estate, becoming a realtor, the pros and cons. So we're going to post some of them on Facebook. So follow me there. If you have questions or you're interested in a mentoring relationship, I'd encourage you to contact me uh, anywhere in the country. Uh, we can put together programs to kind of help guide you and get you started off on the right foot uh, to get you to success in the shortest amount of time possible. So uh, again, thank you for putting up with us. I have a teaspoon left in my Robitussin bottle. I'm pretty excited that we made it through. And uh, we're going to be back next week with um, open lungs. And and we, uh, we need to talk about container homes. We're going to talk about container homes Shipping next week. Alternative housing home. is yes. going to be one of our topics next week because I've got about adult dormitories too. Uh, so thanks for joining us. Uh, check me out on Facebook. Follow me on Instagram. Email me on my website, Real Real Estate Today. We will be back. Uh, listen, uh, listen next week. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in to Real Real Estate Today. Please join your host, Deb, tomorrow for another edition every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until next week, take care of your home. It's one of your most important assets.